Sorry about the typo on the bulletin. I didn't catch that one. Maybe it's a subconscious thing. Maybe going back to November 6th is, you know, somewhere in there. Now you guys didn't see it. Now you saw it. So I just outed myself. So uh, I'll be down here because there's lots of boxes behind me. If you do have a box, bring one up. And the card's going around. Even if you don't know, little Miss Kara, sign something if you want. And the report I got online from Andrew is if he works hard and does all the things he's supposed to do, he might regain feeling in his hand in about two years. So that's a long battle. So we'll continue to pray for them and be a resource or a refuge in any way we can. So we'll continue to do that. Um, and I'll be in the Word in a little bit. We'll celebrate the Lord's table in God's providence. Your pastor's crazy. You know that. And you ordained him last week. So there you go. But the point is, one of the things that God has given me a gift to do, I think, is to read a room. I did it when I was a paramedic very well, and that's one of the reasons I was a good paramedic, because I could read the room. I knew when people were lying to me. It wasn't a visceral thing. I could just read the room, you know? No, I don't smoke. No one in the house smokes. I saw three ashtrays on the way in the living room, so you want to be real with me now? Um, no, I don't do dry. Whatever we do. We all, I'm, I'm not condoning, or I'm not condoning behavior or judging, but I'm just saying we can read a room. And one of the reasons, church, we studied the Sermon on the Mount for six months because I and others, you read the room of this nation. Clinton and Trump, Lord help us all. Read the room. I could, I could debate any one of you who support either one and say why they're horrendous, and you would lose because I've done my research. Think about that. I could. I won't. I'm not called to. Reading the room of this election season is the main reason, other than God's, you know, moment on high with the pastor, of why I wanted to go to Jesus' teachings for six months. And I hope we learn something in six months. There is a politic to the kingdom. Jesus has a politic. We just studied it. Jesus has a stump speech. We just studied it. He might have won some small county in northern Utah. The rest of the nation would have said, thanks, JC, hit the road, Jack. And what would have Jesus done? Dusted off his sandals and went. He is not manipulated or conned by any grab for power. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to study. The other reason is because two churches have merged, and there's a politic there too, amen? And the politic of our Savior is what? His teachings, his gospel. The atonement is 100% necessary. If that's all your gospel, you fall short. You get that, right? From eternity past to the end of the age is the gospel, and the gospel is this. God himself, the true word, came and not only fulfilled what was written, don't stop there, you'll be a legalist and a Pharisee, but lived the law of God, spoke new fulfillment of the law of God, healed of disease. I wrestle with some of my Old Testament theological positions where, you know, some really proud Christians say, you were unfaithful and disobedient, so God gave you cancer. I see the scriptures, Jesus shows up and all disease flees. So I don't, I got to wrestle with that, right? When God shows up, he's a healer. He brings hope. He doesn't wield a, 
lightning bolt like Thor and go, Paul, you better, you better, really, you better. I see all things. God is not Santa Claus, and we should say amen. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not. I'm telling you why. That's not the God of the Bible. That's not Jesus. Jesus says, you better watch out, and when you cry, I'll be there to weep with you. You don't really need to watch out because I'm sovereign, but I'll deal with that because your brain's finite. We'll, we'll, we'll hang out and have coffee. But in all this, trying to read the room, I hope you saw the politic of the kingdom. And the primary teaching is red, blue, donkey, elephant, Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian have no hold on Jesus. He's Better, he's different, he's above. There's things on both political spectrums that go, I see that in the scriptures. I see that. I get that. But to get so, I'm emotional because I've been reading for five days now, the church, not our church, but the church in America. And for whatever reason, we still set the standard. That's probably maybe being taken away from us because we're ludicrous, all of us. And I see liberal Christians and conservative Christians losing their minds. Fellowship being broken over an election. Brothers and sisters in America going, you're not with my tribe or me and I'm done with you and your people. And I don't know many things. I know that grieves the Holy Spirit. I know it does because I'm going to show you in the scriptures. John 21, John 17. You got it, guys? Jesus about to be crucified, about to fully fulfill what was given, and then to be raised again. Don't forget that, right? He is struggling. He knows he's going to bear the wrath of God for the punishment of sin, and he knows he's going to be crucified by evil men. The only innocent person in the history of the world is about to be crucified by evil men. How do you feel when you are uh, unjustly accused of anything? Horrible. What if you were sinless and perfect and loving? You would be maybe angry. But here we go. I do not ask only for these or these only, but also you and me. Jesus is praying. He's pouring his heart out to God. He's prayed for himself. He's now prayed for the disciples. And now he's praying for anyone who claims allegiance to him who will come after them. You and me if you're a Christian. Jesus prayed for you in the first century. That's cool. He prayed for Jean Burton. She's like, I know, no. He prayed for Dave Johnson. That's what he needs to pray. Amen, church. You can say it. Right? So he's praying for people who will believe. What is our faith about? It's about belief. There's no works. There's no owning. There's no grabbing. There's no positioning. It is a gift based on belief unto faith. I have faith in Christ. I have faith that he is who he says he is and that his death is enough. The rest, church, say it. I'm not sure. It's okay for us to go, I'm not sure. Don't, Don't fall to the lie that you need all the answers. The Pharisees had all the answers. How did Jesus speak to the Pharisees? Hey, family of snakes, how you doing? Hey, whitewashed tombs, how goes it? Next verse. That they may all be what? One. Oh, that's tough. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that the Christians to come may also be in us, one, okay? So that, and here's the nuclear bomb, 
This is tough because we are different people. All of us are different. Different skin, different gender, different socioeconomic thoughts, different thoughts about the election. I'll get there if I have time before the communion table. Different thoughts about football. Boo Niners now. I'm I'm off the Niners. I'm raging, but that's my own thing. Boo Dodgers, we can all kind of agree on that, right? But the point being is the world is watching the global church. It always is watching the global church. It's not our fault for someone's disbelief or rejection. We're not blamed, but Jesus clearly says... The goal of the gospel is that people who are different in every area would be united in Christ. That is what the unbelieving world goes, huh, how could a Syrian refugee and a white male born in the 94403 be one and lay down their lives for each other? Jesus. How could a woman who's had an abortion, be one with someone who hasn't and has strong feelings, Jesus? How could someone with nothing be one with someone with everything? How can that happen? Jesus. See, political powers are not new. Empires rise and fall. The goal of every empire, and this is generalization, but it's true, look up your history, is to control people. And how we control people is showing the people how divided you really are, scaring people, and then going, Stoltz, they're not like us. Let's go get them. And Stoltz goes, I'm scared. Yeah, let's go get them. That's history. From the garden on. That's history over and over. Now, in our country, we have the best resemblance, in my opinion, of a democratic republic. Not perfect, but pretty darn okay. We'll say it that way. It's okay. It's good. Travel the world. There's people in this room that have traveled the world. There's people in this room that have moved from other countries. And though we're flawed, it's still what? Pretty thumbs up. We still got to work. Lots of work to do. But the point being is politics are about power and control. Jesus says there's a way to be one without bowing to power and control. Me. And that's what he's getting at. And the world is watching. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. There's a grand proclamation from the word of God himself. The world, in some way, will see the fruit of belief and the fruit of faith in the church. And that you have sent me, he's praying to the Father, when they are one. Now, I want to preach six months on this. I can't, because we can define what one is. And it's lots of things. You know we can be one with different political views. You know I'm saying that, right? It's okay. You know we can be one with different views on policy and procedure, both locally and afar. We can be one with different global views on ISIS and different things going on, wars all over. We can still be one, and that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is not looking for robots who go, Hail Jesus, let me walk on. He is reminding us of the transformation of one's mind and the renewal of the spirit and the heart when we see Jesus for who he is. Next verse. It gets real like glory and Christology, and there's a 
Some commentators say there's a bit of conspiracy here. They're looking to bring each other fame. That's true. But Jesus and the Father are most amplified or glorified when the saints from all different parts of the world are one in Christ. That's what he's getting at, right? The glory that you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Jesus and God's plan was not to give Josh Futterman power the way the Apostle Paul had power, per se, maybe. But ultimately, he wants Josh to be one with his brothers and sisters here and those around the world. That brings glory to God and Jesus. God the Father, the Trinity, we'll say it that way. Okay, Dave, we get it. We get it. This past month and this last week, I am a bit depressed, I'll be honest with you. I am sad. I am not commenting on people outside the church in our country. So be it. Love them, but so be it. I can't really comment. I learned that in Matthew 7, right? Be careful when you judge or really don't judge. Paul backed that up in 1 Corinthians 5. Pertaining to the world, I'm not really there, but this brother's a Christian and he's actually sleeping with his mother-in-law. I'm going to deal with that one. That's what Paul says. I know, rough, right? Paul says, I'll deal with that. Politics and the political system are mental suicide, in my opinion. If we dwell on them too much, we will... Every election cycle in my lifetime, my first, my first remembering of a president was Reagan. I was five. I just saw some guy with black hair that was dyed on TV. That's all I remember. Okay, I said, okay. He was kind of funny, I remember, too. But the rest of the system, it, it has gotten worse and worse, in large part thanks to the companies that are within 20 miles of us, because it's access, right? And it seems to be a unholy civil war again and again and again. And what I mean by unholy, there's no justification biblically to it. And, I, and I'll, I'll try and expand. But it's literally, as I've witnessed, it's brother against brother and sister against sister with opinions and ideologies. That's what I've witnessed. And I'm going to speak from my heart because I don't always do it, but that, you can't decredit it. You can't dec- You can't say, no, that's not true, because it's my story this time. That's what I've witnessed. I've witnessed church leaders on both sides of the aisle throwing nuclear weapons like heretic and blasphemer all over the Internet. I was steeped in Matthew 7 for a while, so I just want to be like, okay, like have fun with that one. Those are big words. They don't come back easily, right? We're supposed to speak well all the time, but... Hey, uh, who's back there? Hey, Kevin, don't be a chump. It's not good. Hey, Kevin, you're a heretic. There's a whole different, there's a whole different universe, right, Kevin? Kevin's not, by the way. Kevin's not a heretic. No way. Okay, there's a whole different universe going on there. But the point is, word and verbiage is escalated every time in the church. I'm talking about in the church. I'm not talking about Rachel Maddow and Sean Hannity. They can have it. Like, go. Do your thing. In the church. The American presidential elections and this election has divided the body of Christ and many Christians, I am of Clinton, I am of Trump. I'm making a light of 1 Corinthians 1 if you haven't gotten it. So go there later. 1 Corinthians 1, middle of the, middle of the chapter. Go check that out. 
The question is, is Christ divided, church? The obvious answer, Paul, no. Was Donald Trump crucified for you, Dave? Uh Uh-oh. Were you baptized in the name of Hillary Clinton, Dave? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I'm only using these words and these names because I want for once, purposely, I don't want to always do this, I want the shock to come to all of us as Christians. This isn't an indictment of anybody. As Christians, this is the things that we have witnessed. The body of Christ is divided. And it's not merely, I wish it was based on votes for a donkey or an elephant. I believe it goes deeper. And as I've said, people are breaking fellowship over the White House. I was at a beautiful memorial service yesterday. How many times was presidential politics brought up in that hour-long service? And that's the way it should be. When you come to my funeral, you're not going to hear about Republicans and Democrats unless someone hijacks the funeral service. And we say, praise God. And when I do some of your funerals, if the Lord wills, that won't be on the docket at all. What will be on the docket? Jesus Christ's words, remember me. As we come to the communion table, what was Paul's instructions Do this in remembrance of him. Remember him. He bled and died for you, church. He is bringing unity, not the political way. We got to get out of this. Before Pilate, remember Jesus. Bro, you can have anything you want. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were so, I would have fought. Peter, chopping the ear off the enemy. What did Jesus do? Put your sword away, you moonyan. And he heals the enemy. Oh my gosh. It's always been about control. Politics and mere politics, I guess, are a necessity to some degree. Government, I get that. It's ordained by God. We could have a whole other coffee talk on that one. But politics, the, what they've become, is atheistic legalism. And hear me, there are Christians who are serving who are Democrats and Republicans. I'm not calling them atheists. Don't say the pastor said that. But what it is, it is the same thing as legalism in religion. It's rules and regulations on either side of the aisle. And if you don't believe like us, you're stupid, get out. And much of legalism in religion is the same. Well, they're just immature. They haven't reached enlightenment. But Jesus spoke to peasants more than the educated. Yeah, but we've evolved. Okay, well, well, thank you very much for that. But see Christ. His prayer for us as the global church, one big church, believers, Baptists, non-denominational, Calvary Chapel, Episcopalians, Catholics, true believers in Christ, which come from all types of tradition, he says, my greatest prayer and the power which will manifest into the biggest glory is that you guys will remember me ultimately. And so, I'll say this. I know mature, informed, dedicated, faithful, serving, loving Christians who voted for Hillary Clinton, I say amen. I know them. I say awesome. I know mature, loving, 
service-oriented, giving, generous, intelligent Christians who voted for Donald Trump. And I say, amen. Okay. And when I sit down with them, and if they want a dialogue, we can talk. Because we're one in Christ. Because he and his agenda is at the forefront. And the rest, remember our sun is on the periphery. Remember, it's like Pluto and Neptune. It's out there, yeah. It's the country we live in. It's the culture we are surrounded by. If we are to take on the position, if you didn't vote for my preferred candidate, I will not call you brother or sister. I got four or five other sermons for us because we got to talk, right? We need to seek the scriptures. We need to see what the Lord has to say because it's so easy. Where are we on lust? We agree on lust. We shouldn't objectify people. Okay. Where are we on giving? We should give from a generous heart the way Christ gave himself. Okay. Where are we on anger? Anger's tough, but I know that I should deal with it and do some things before I go. Okay. Where are we on faith? Faith, you receive faith, you're saved, you repent. Okay, we're one, folks. The rest is discussion and opinion. And for, I'm middle-aged now, so I can speak. Here we go, middle-aged. The political pendulum goes back and forth in our country. It always has. It always will. Maybe not always, but it has for the last hundred years. Time tells us many things. And the time-old fable from Jesus is unity is precious. The differing opinions are represented in my own family. The Johnsons and the Wares. We're still family. Can disagree like family. Make up like family. And that's how the body of Christ functions. We're still one. The voting box, the voting machine, the voting booth is important. It's not as important as this statement. Jesus said, remember me. That's more important. Amen, church? Remember me, he said, right? The voting ballot, the voting information is important. It's not as important as the Lord's table. That's where we remember Jesus the way he prescribed himself to be remembered until the end of the age. Amen after this one. The voting box divides us. Amen. We're a divided nation. The Lord's table unites us as Christians. His death and resurrection is what brings us together. He gives us perspective. Our kingdom politic is the Bible, yes, but specifically, as we study, is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. That's how we are to walk in this kingdom and trying to build this kingdom by God's grace and God's power alone. In the early church, they literally were around the Lord's table. And they would maybe have a whole meal. And what was happening, Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, he was like ticked off, man. I'm not ticked off. I'm passionate this morning. Paul was ticked off. Go read his writings about the Corinthian church. The wealthy and the had muches got drunk and, and overate at the Lord's table. 
while those who had nothing had nothing at the Lord's table, and Paul lost his mind. Paul was basically like saying, fix your church before I come there and fix it for you. And he was very upset that people were taking advantage of their economic situation, we would say their political situation, and leaving others out. That's a Christian principle. That has to do with oneness. Jesus is about that. That's about justice. We've been learning about it, right? I don't want to freak anyone out, but I'm going to end with this. That example about communion way back when, and maybe what we feel as Christians, it would be as if I was about to serve communion and I held this sign up. We know, what, what's that? That's satanic, amen? Is there a basket? I could be like the warriors up here, you know what I mean? <laughs> nope, there you go. Or hey, okay, I'm not that bigoted. Lord's table's for these people. No way. No unity in that. There's no oneness in that. Oh, I got it. Back me up, men. Let me get a hoorah. I'm smart. I'm a mama's boy. I'll defer to women all the time because my life's easier. My mom raised me well. No way, right? That's lunacy. That's satanic. This is what we got to battle in our culture. We got we to think. We, God wants to work on our heart. Jesus is not done with us because we're done with the Sermon on the Mount. It's only the beginning. He's going to work on us until we're dead. If we, and, and, and I will say, if we let him, not subverting his sovereignty, but what if I did this? The Lord's table is for these people today. Come on up. No, not really. Just hang out. Don't do that. Oh, I got it. Okay. Who, how many front runners out there? How many just switched our opinion? Because someone won. The Lord's table is for th- these people. Good. You're getting it. Hopefully the Lord's working on our hearts. Amen? Let me tell you who the Lord's table is for. The disillusioned about lots of things. Not Christ. We're good on him, right? Savior. Lord. Loving. Kind. Sacrifice. Gracious. Loves me in spite of being an absolute mess. Oh, we're going to save that one. I'm not going to throw that one away. Whew. I got a little too excited. Lord's table is for these people, too. And hear me. Hopefully the Lord spoke to all of us about the futility of politics through his word. It doesn't diminish your hurting if you're hurting about the election. I'm not saying that. We just got to see it and own it and walk in it. And even walking it with Christians who might feel differently. That's oneness, right? With respect and dignity and kindness and time. Time is the great revealer and time tends to be the great healer. That's Psalm 90.12. Lord's table is definitely for this place. These people. And this isn't monetary need. Almost every one of us here in this country, almost, have resources many of the world doesn't have. Sometimes we just got to make the call or take a step out in faith, right? The needy. I'm needy. I doubt sometimes. I have bits of depression. 
for sure the Lord's table is for these people. It's a heartbroken. About lots of things. A grieving family, maybe a grieving person who it's just not going their way. Maybe the Niners, I don't know. That's 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 a bad situation too. But the heartbroken. We see the Psalms speaking about that. And ultimately, Christians, this is who the Lord's table's for. You and me. And that's what we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate and remember Jesus the way he wanted to be remembered. His body broken and his blood shed so he could bring Republicans and Democrats and liberals and conservatives and Muslims upon conversion, right? And Jews and atheists and agnostics and Sikhs and Hindus and everyone else to a oneness in him. To a oneness. And in that, I hope that we can still see that we have to live in a political world, but we can be family under the headship of our Lord and walk in grace and mercy and empathize with people when they think differently. History actually shows, there's a good famous quote, I don't know who did it, but I'm not stealing it, but it's out there, you can Google it. What I love about America is what I hate about America. I love that in America, a person can think the exact opposite of me, have the same vote, and the same quote-unquote influence on elections, because it irks me. It's not bad. It's not Jesus, but it's not bad. Let's pray. Music team's going to come back up. We're going to do one song. It's a longer song. Halfway through, we'll take the bread. After that, we'll continue. Then we'll take the wine. Take this six or seven minutes to cry out to the Lord. If you're hurting, this table's for you. If you're needy, this table's for you. If you are heartbroken, this table's for you. Spend time with your Father now and ask Him to do what only He does, which is convict, comfort, love, chasten, all those things. Let me pray as the music team comes back up. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. And thank you for Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and then calling us to be one in that great truth. Help our church, help our country, help the church in America to see things the way Jesus sees them, to be uh, one. That doesn't just happen with a prayer on a Sunday after an election. It's probably a lifetime of working. So help us work well. In Jesus' name, amen.